And I, I will always love you. And I will always love you. Really, right. those high notes. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, hi, welcome. The name of the show is Politics, although I call it Politics. And the title of this episode is. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. My name is Presh. And I'm Ty. And I'm the third guy. Hey. All right, yeah. Um, I was reminded of something this week. Oh, sorry, before I get to that, right? Yeah. What uh, 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 Newton is your parents' favorite singer? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I didn't think about that until I, <laughs> I was singing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was reminded of something this week. So in the 90s and early 2000s TV... Mm. To get the ratings up, uh, they would like kill off a character. Okay. But like something would happen, like the camera would cut to black and you would hear a gunshot go off. Yeah. So you don't know who was shot. Yeah. And then they would like, you know, put out a bunch of ads like, oh my God, who was shot? Find yeah. out next week on whatever <laughs> episode, right? Yeah. To entice you to watch yeah. and find out, right? Right. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <Okay>. The cleanup <laughs> from last week, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, last week we didn't do an episode. We did a commentary. Yeah. So two weeks ago, I started the episode by saying, "Ooh, howdy, dowdy, Troy Gowdy." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So first of all, his name is Trey, not Troy. Oh. But also, his name is not Trey. Right. <laughs> his real name is Harold Wilson Gowdy the Third. That's why. So I assume it's like, you know, uh, in Mexican. Uno dos tres, yeah. Well, tres. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's similar. Yeah, <laughs> right? I guess. So he's uh, Harold Wilson the third. Ah, uh, right. The so, so that's why I yeah. think it's something like, uh, uh, you know, derived from that. Yeah. But anyway, Trey is a nickname. Okay. So yeah, calling yeah. him Troy is uh, as valid as calling him Trey. Neither of those are his real name, <laughs> right? But <laughs> whatever. Also, I said that he was a senator, yeah. but he was just a, he was only a member of the House of Representatives, so oh, okay. not as uh, special. Yeah. Do you know the difference? One sits in a house and the other one senates. All right. So you have Congress. Yes. Congress is made up of the Senate and of the House. Ah, okay. right. Yeah. The House, uh, you know, goes quicker. Yeah, they have elections every like two years. Okay. So, uh, and senators serve for like eight years. Yeah. So, the the thing they say is that like the Senate is for like long term thinking, and the House is for short term thinking. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the thing is, there's just so many more people in the House of Representatives. It's kind of diluted. All right. Whereas okay. like there's only one hundred senators, two for every state. Mm. So. You know, it's much more elite. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. And right. uh, senators have more power. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Senate just has more power than the House. Because they're making kind of, I guess, longer term decisions as well. Yeah, but... I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I don't know why they're so prestigious. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, right. Uh, That's not really... You know, it has to do anything with the episode. Yeah. Right? So uh, he didn't. He decided not to seek re-election in 2018, and he went back to being a lawyer, which was his 
profession before he became a politician. Right, I see. Okay. <laughs> anyway, into the news. Well, I should also say uh Mm-hmm. Uh this is going to be a very unprofessional episode. <laughs> As per usual, we should actually only mention when it's going to be a professional episode. <laughs> It'd be far easier to do that because every week, you know, I come here and I'm like, "Listen guys, sorry. <laughs> I was uh, yeah, I fucked up." Usually, you know, there was an episode like maybe a month, a month and a half back yes. where you're like This is the most unprofessional <laughs> episode since last week. But no, no. yes. No. Oh. It was um from this episode onwards we're going to be professional. I'm going to have my notes completed every week. All right. And <laughs> there hasn't been a single week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, except for the commentary weeks. Yeah. <laughs> We did Lion King and uh they cloned Tyrone. Yes. <sighs> anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh we have two weeks of news to get through. Yes. But I only have a handful of stories written down. Okay. That's what I was uh, trying to get at you. Okay. And the first thing is the Joburg fire. Did you hear about this? Yes, I have. So this happened uh 2 weeks ago now. Yeah. So anytime I mention like this happened on Thursday or this happened on Friday the from the article I'm reading that means from 2 weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Uh yeah, I just wanted to mention it even though it happened a while ago just yeah. because it uh, it happened yeah it <laughs> and happened. it's and it it's, is it's a notable thing right yeah so uh i'm getting this from cnn at least 74 people have died and dozens more were injured after a fire tore through a five story building in central johannesburg which had been turned into informal housing <sighs> authorities said that they have moved through the building floor by floor searching for survivors and pulling out charred bodies and laying them on the streets at least 12 children were among those killed city officials said at a news conference on thursday afternoon the fire has now been extinguished rescue officials said in addition to the dead more than 50 other people were injured according to robert mulautsi a spokesperson for the city's emergency services Uh mm-hmm. so the cause of the blaze remains unclear but authorities at the scene gave no indication it was deliberate the fire broke out at about 1:30 a.m. local time when many people inside the building were asleep south africa's president cyril ramaphosa has called it a tragedy Damn. it took place in a quote unquote hijacked building in central johannesburg Mulauti said referring to what he said were hundreds of settlements inside hijack buildings seen in many parts of downtown Johannesburg refer to buildings abandoned by landlords and taken over by gangs or other groups and leased out mostly to migrants and South Africans who don't have the means to afford other forms of housing sure right yeah so there's two groups that i well there's lots of people to blame yeah but the the two groups i would say is first of all the government okay yeah they they should have well uh this brings to mind the grenfell disaster do you know what that is no so a few years ago in england uh there's this public house well i can't remember but it, it was housing right mm-hmm. and the government decided to go for the cheaper option which wasn't fireproof oh. in the like walls and stuff yeah so that building burnt down with lots of people inside it was uh, just a failure of the government to you know 
protect its people. Yeah. Similarly here, it's, uh, you know, why didn't the government step in, clear these places up and, you know, enforce proper standards? Yeah. Uh, you know, safety standards, etc. Yeah. That's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing is landlords. Yes. So, not in this situation because uh, it says the buildings were abandoned by landlords. I'm saying hmm. landlords in general. Yeah. Uh, what is the organizing principle of leftists? Uh, what is the difference between what a capitalist believes and a leftist? Uh, capitalists are more like, I guess, money hungry. No, well, not no. really. So, like, Look, yes. <laughs> uh, a capitalist believes that ownership means you should get uh, the profits. Yes. And uh, leftist believes that the workers should get the profit. Yes. That's the key difference. Right. Right. Okay. What is? What does a landlord do? They get profit from ownership. Yes, but it's the worst uh, form of exploitation, right? Yeah. They didn't build the building. No. They just... <laughs> they didn't do anything. They bought it. Yes. Other people are living there, and they have to pay a fee every month. Yeah. So, the capitalist has done nothing in that case. Yeah. It's the most laziest stuff. You know, like, all of them are exploiting people. Yeah. Landlords are the biggest exploiters. <laughs> They're right? extra exploiters. Yes. Which is why uh, Chairman Mao took a personal disliking to them. Yeah. Uh... But anyway, <laughs> right, uh, the landlords, uh, the prices for, you know, housing is so high, mm. which forces people, like it said, they don't have the, the means to get other forms of housing because yeah, the landlords put the rent so high. Yeah. So, you know, well, I guess it's more on the government as well to force the, <laughs> the people to put the rent lower. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, those are the two groups of people I see yeah. that are most to blame for this. Fair enough. Right. Yeah. The second story is uh, Danny Masterson. Oh. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Well, I didn't know what his name was until this past couple of weeks. All right. But when I was a kid, I used to watch a show called That 70s Show. Yes. And he was a... Well, not the main guy, but he was one of the main cast. Yeah. Right. Uh, so let me, I'm reading this from Variety, right? Okay. Danny Masterson has been sentenced to 30 years to life in prison after being convicted for rape earlier this year. Masterson, best known for starring on the hit Fox sitcom That 70 Show and in Netflix's The Ranch, was facing a potential sentence of 30 years to life in prison. The actor who maintains his innocence was convicted on two of three forcible rape charges this past May. Masterson was accused of raping three women at his Hollywood Hills home between 2001 and 2003, which was during the time he was on that 70s show. The jury convicted him of raping two women in 2003, but could not reach a verdict on an allegation from November 2001 involving a former girlfriend, though the jurors voted in favor of conviction. Uh, um, I'm, I'm not done. The, okay. I was just scrolling down. Okay. <laughs> at, 
At the sentencing, the three women in the case told the judge that Masterson's crimes had ruined their lives and asked the judge to give Masterson life behind bars. Jane Doe 1 called the actor a true coward and a heartless monster. Jane Doe 2 said, Masterson, across the courtroom, I still have to contend with what you did to me that night. That takes a life's worth of therapy to repair. Every time I think I'm okay, that rape comes back to me. Jane Doe 3 told the judge that she had been diagnosed with PTSD. Right. So, that's yeah. the end of the... I I don't understand the third count. Because they said they could not reach a verdict. Mm. Um, but the jurors voted in favour of conviction. The so, first two, not the third. Oh. These are individual things. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it's not like they all bundle together and it's like mm. if if you're innocent of one, you're innocent of everything. Right, okay. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> okay, yeah. Right. Uh but yes. So moving on. Uh but that's just uh I don't wanna say regular. But <sighs> you, you hear a lot of these stories of like uh actors, directors, yeah. producers, you know. It happens far too often. Yes. There, there was a whole Me Too movement about this. Yeah. This very problem, right? Yeah. So, yes. But the next thing that I found disgusting is both Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher wrote uh, letters of... Uh, support. Support, yeah. uh, you know, vouching for his character. Yeah. So, let me read... Uh, yeah, so this is from Ashton Kutcher. The first one, then the second one is from Kunis. Okay. While I'm aware that the judgment has been cast as guilty on two counts of rape by force and the victims have a great desire for justice, I hope that my testament to his character is taken into consideration in sentencing, Kutcher wrote. I do not believe he is an ongoing harm to society. Uh... This is from Kunis now. Okay. I wholeheartedly vouch for Danny Masterson's exceptional character and the tremendous positive influence he has had on me and the people around him. His dedication to leading a drug-free life and genuine care he extends to others make him an outstanding role role model and friend, Kunis wrote. From the very beginning, I could sense his innate goodness and genuine nature, she added, of Masterson in her letter. His caring nature and ability to offer guidance have been instrumental in my growth both personally and professionally. CNN has reached out to representatives for Kunis and Kutcher for comment. Right. So, they're defending a rapist? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Apparently, just because they worked with him in the past, that means, you know, and they had pleasant interactions with him, that means he's incapable of doing crimes elsewhere. Yeah. So... Huh. Yeah. Who knew? And uh, a lot of people have pointed out that it's especially insidious mm-hmm. that uh, uh, Kunis mentioned dedicated to leading a drug-free life. Yeah. When he drugged the people that he raped. Yeah. So mm. <sighs> extremely so sure upsetting story. Uh, yeah. I just hope you know the victims find. Uh, you know, peace from this uh, settlement. Yeah. Anyway, the third story is Elon Musk 
blaming the ADL for <laughs> uh, a loss of revenue, right? Yeah. So, first of all, I uh, I don't support the ADL. Okay. What they do a lot of the time is accuse people who are pro-Palestine of being anti-Semites. Yes. Because they take any criticism of Israel as being anti-Jew. Yes. Which it absolutely is not. No. We are criticizing the right-wing government of Israel, which is, you know, uh, oppressing Palestine, Palestinian people. Yeah. Right. So I'm no friend to the ADL. Right. Yeah. But I don't like Musk either. So <laughs> <laughs> the story is very much like, let them fight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Right. But uh, I, I thought I'd just mention the story. So okay, yeah. uh, Elon Musk on Monday posted that he was against anti-Semitism has, and has blamed the Anti-Defamation League for lost advertising revenue since his acquisition of X, formerly known as Twitter. Okay. The tech mogul posted his stance on free speech and anti-Semitism seemingly out of the blue <laughs> on his verified account on Monday afternoon. When asked by a user who was questioning his stance, Musk allegedly that the ADL has been trying to kill this platform by falsely accusing of it and me of being anti-Semitic. If this continues, we'll have no choice but to file a defamation suit against, <laughs> ironically, the anti-defamation <laughs> Musk wrote. If they lose the defamation suit, we will insist that they drop the anti part of the name, since obviously, right? He later wrote in another post that X has no choice but to file a defamation lawsuit against the group to clear his company's name. An email to attorneys representing Musk and X asking whether a complaint has been drafted was not immediately returned. Okay. Ma Musk also noted that X's advertising revenue remains down by 60% in the US and alleged that advertisers have told the social media platform that pressure from the ADL is part of the reason. The ADL said Monday that as a, as a matter of policy, it does not comment on legal threats. A spokesperson referred NBC News to a general statement the organization made in response to a recent hashtag ban the ADL campaign on the platform, which Musk has engaged with. Huh. Musk suggested in a post on Saturday that maybe he should run a poll on the matter. Such insidious efforts don't daunt us, the statement said. Instead, they drive us to be unflinching in our commitment to fight hate in all its forms and ensure the safety of Jewish communities and other marginalized groups. NBC News reported in November that advertisers were pulling back from the platform as companies had concerns regarding what changes Musk would make with the social media platform. Musk blamed activist groups for attempting to destroy free speech in America in a post at the time. The comments from Musk were later given additional context by users which linked to news articles that suggested advertisers were acting on their own accord. So, community notes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> X filed a lawsuit last month against the Center for Countering Digital Hate, a non-profit organization that monitors hate speech and disinformation. He accused the Center of orchestrating a scare campaign to drive away advertisers from the X platform according to the suit filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California. The lawsuit alleges that CCDH published reports accusing the platform of failing to take action against hate speech and that the CCDH committed a series of unlawful acts designed to improperly gain access to the platform's data. 
Let me just uh, go to the end here, right? Okay. A study from Montclair State University last year showed a spike in hate speech on the platform the day Musk took over at the company in October. Huh. The terms studied included vulgar and hostile terms for ind- individuals based on race as well as other protected classes. The data conclusively shows that there is a correlation between Musk's arrival and a broader perceived acceptability to posted hostile content on Twitter, the mm. university said. So, thoughts? That's a lot of stuff. Yes, yeah. That's why I'm like, I shouldn't read this whole thing. I should just cut to the end, right? Okay, so essentially, uh, free speech absolutist, right? Yes. Which, again, I need to stress, free speech is when the government, you know, (laughs) punishes you for saying something they don't like. Yes. Uh, A person posting racist things on Twitter that's hate speech yes. not not free speech right <laughs> yes so that's the first thing right the second thing is uh the ADL is correct to <laughs> to point that out right yes him i think this is another one of his dodges right okay because he's obviously in a lot of debt yes for this situation Yes. Because he's the only dumbass <laughs> who was willing to pay $44 billion, right? Yes. So now he's trying anything and everything to raise funds to make it seem like he's, you know, doing stuff. Yeah. So uh, this is just, uh, <laughs> you know, another harebrained scheme to, you know, generate some money. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like the way he worded it, hmm. saying that he's not anti-Semitic. I don't believe he is anti-Semitic. It's what they're saying is his decisions allowed anti-Semitism to spread. Yes. That's why yeah. <laughs> what he's being accused of. So I don't know if he's intentionally like deflecting or he just doesn't want to come to terms with the fact that he's the cause <laughs> of advertisers, you know, going with his erratic decisions, his, you know, yeah. changing policy on a woman, you know. He could have like taken it as a personal attack. To say that, you know, the spread of anti-Semitism on X yeah. uh, correlates to him taking over. And he's like, no, that's not the case. I'm not anti-Semitic. So obviously this whole site can't be anti-Semitic as well. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so while you give your new stories, right, hmm. I've got to rock back and forth on my chair. Okay. You know, like a... I don't know, like a, you know, like those guys in the countryside. Oh, on a rocking chair. Yes, they're on their yeah. rocking chair and they have like a gun in their hands. Yeah. And they have like a, a long piece of wheat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out of their mouth. Yeah. That's me. Okay. Right. I'm rocking back and forth. Okay. So you carry on with your news. Okay. Cool. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, well. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, a week ago or so, Steve Harwell passed away. Who's that? The lead singer of Smash Mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he 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 passed away from liver failure, but he he struggled with alcoholism and kind of makes sense, but it's just very sad. So you know, R.I.P. Yeah, our thoughts go yeah. out to. He seemed family. like a good guy. Yeah. Based on 
stuff I've seen. Yeah. Just uh, pro-transgender people, anti-racism. Yeah. That's good in my book, if yeah. you ask me. Pretty good guy, as yeah. far as I could see as well. Uh, in other news, Mexico has decriminalized abortion nationwide. That's pretty great. Yeah. It also... Well, yeah. It, I guess it. Uh, the exact statement was... No woman or pregnant person, nor any health worker, will be able to be punished for ab- abortion. Mm. So, I mean... That's, that's wonderful news. Yeah, that's, that's really uh, good on Mexico. And from what I'm aware of, Mexico is a very, very religious country. Yeah. Like, they heavy Catholic, so yeah. this is a step in the right direction, I feel. Yeah, that's, that's pretty nice for them. Like, especially with all the stuff going on in the U.S., well that has been going on in the US. It's nice to see that they've kind of taken the opposite route mm. and given uh, a kind of, I guess like a release is probably, uh, maybe, yeah. They've given a kind of release for women stranded in situations where they may be forced to terminate their pregnancies yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, are you aware of what Burning Man is? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you that aren't, our listeners, uh, Burning Man is basically where a bunch of rich people pay to act like poor people for a little while. And the whole thing is like kumbaya community. What, not really like poor people. It's about drugs. Well, yeah. That they get on drugs and then they like feel empathy. Yeah. It's not about <laughs> being poor. I guess, yeah. Uh, like they... They have like a bartering system. Yeah. So they don't have money there. They like somebody will bring like water. Somebody will bring like food. And yeah. They they like trade. Yeah. But yeah, it's not about being poor. I don't know <laughs> where you got that from. <laughs> That's just in my mind what it's about. All right. Anyway, it got uh, flooded. Yeah. So they yeah uh, tens of thousands of people at Burning Man uh, were stranded in the desert. In the desert, by the way, while it flooded. Yes. So another example of climate change. Yeah, it's it's the climate been, changing. The climate has in fact changed. Have you ever seen Face Off? No, I can't say I have. Okay, but I anyway, <laughs> it's a Nicolas Cage and John Travolta, oh. and Nicolas Cage is on wild drugs, and he's like, <laughs> "I'm going to take his face <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm going to take his face <laughs> off." <laughs> That's, you know what you were saying that I'm like, the climate is changing. The climate is changing. What the, how could I? All right, yes. And uh, finally, it seems like... Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Before we do that. Yes. Do you know who Brace Belden is? No. So he's the host of a podcast I listen to. It's called okay. True and On. Okay. Which, once again, we need to bleep that. So, yeah. <laughs> no free promo. <laughs> right? It's called but bleep. He uh, started a, a rumor okay. on Twitter yeah. that there was a cholera outbreak at, uh, <laughs> at Burning Man, right? Okay. And people just ran with it. Like, uh, news uh, sites started publishing that a cholera outbreak happened in <laughs> at Burning Man while that was happening. Right? So... That was pretty funny. It was a very funny <laughs> couple of hours until people realized the hoax. And uh, yeah. Anyway, next story. Finally, it seems like Mitch McConnell has shat himself again. Yes. Yeah. He, he once again 
while doing a I guess it was like a press conference kind of thing. Yes. No, but the thing is this time it was 10 seconds longer. Yeah. <laughs> was, the first time was 20 seconds, this time was 30 seconds. So it's getting worse. He's And, shedding himself yes. more. And once again, uh I would usually feel bad about uh old people. Old people, you know, going oh, through it, but yeah. this is a very evil man. He yes. deserves every single thing, <laughs> and I'm glad it's happening in public and people are making fun of him. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. He's fucked over so many people. Yeah. You know we we're just talking about abortion, right? Yeah. A lot like a lot of people don't have abortion in America because of him. Yeah. Just directly by his actions. Yeah. So, you know, fuck not him. a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's about it for the news, I think. Right. So, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I've fallen in my chair. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> It's me. The third guy. I guess uh I've wasted my life. My life is awful. You know, oh, no. Presh Presh has a future. Oh. Luckily, we have the the machine from Chappie that <laughs> <laughs> that put Chappie inside a, a PlayStation. <laughs> But <laughs> instead of a PlayStation, <laughs> I'm going to put my mind inside Presh's body and swap our minds. Okay. All right. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> It's me fresh uh, back to life. <laughs> And uh, uh by the way, um since uh well this is the thing, there could be new listeners, right? Yes. So they don't know this because we've mentioned this multiple times before, but the third guy and me are identical twins. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> RIP to my brother. <laughs> the poor guy. <laughs> yeah, you know the thing is I'm very worried. We used okay. to have uh, a three person podcast. Yeah. Now it's two people. Oh no. <laughs> We can't. You know, you know what they say? Uh. Two is two little three three is the perfect amount you know it's, yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do right um it's very unfortunate yeah somebody died yeah and uh if i mentioned that in the promo for this episode you know <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's just by coincidence that was you know there wasn't a yeah yeah but anyway we've lost our our three-man dynamic now yes. so we We're going to have to kind of pivot to a two men a two men thing which two men and a body yeah yeah because yeah we'll <laughs> we'll finish the episode and then bury <laughs> bury the body yeah but uh yeah, yeah. and it was very convenient that the chappy machine was here <laughs> yeah. in my room <laughs> we were actually about to introduce it as our special guest yeah well Yeah, But I was actually going to sell it because I'm like, <laughs> I don't have any use for this chappy machine. <laughs> I put a, uh, an ad on Facebook to sell and I, I got one offer and I was, you know, my, my finger was hovering and then you knocked on the door and then we started the, the podcast. So, yeah. Damn. Anyway, back to two, well, down to two men now. Yes. So let's get into the context of the movie, all right? Yeah. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created in 1984 by comic book book artists Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of them? Yes. Except for now. No. All right. <laughs> the turtles are inspired by and somewhat a parody of superhero tropes of the time. Okay. Namely, the Teen Titans, mm-hmm. where the teenage in their name come from. Yeah. <laughs> the X-Men, 
where the mutant in their name comes from. <laughs> um, there's lots of like random animal characters, like Howard the Duck. Okay. Which is why they're turtles. They're just like a, they picked a random. Uh, they just picked an animal. Yes. <laughs> happened to be turtles. Yes. Yeah. Right. right. And then the ninjas from Daredevil, mm. which is the primary inspiration for this. Do you know Daredevil? Yes. Not like I mean, do you know about his history, like the law? Yeah. The chemicals and right, the blindness. Right. Yeah. So, Daredevil's origin story is that a truck full of chemicals was driving by, hmm. and some of it splashed into his eyes, thereby blinding him, but enhancing all his other senses to a superior level. Like being a lawyer, for example. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't like that. <laughs> you brought it up once again, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You set me up. You know, and... <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just going to move on. And, oh, is that who you said when you mentioned Daredevil? Charlie Cox in that movie? Yes. Jesus, you son of a bitch. I was in of Ben Affleck uh, yeah. in the 2005 movie. Oh, or, Daredevil. Yeah. Well, I also saw Charlie Cox in the TV show. Have oh, you yeah. seen the TV show? No. I've just heard of well, it. Oh, fake fan, fake fan, <laughs> fake fan. We caught him again. I never said I was fake a Daredevil fan. fan. <laughs> you just told me you know everything about him. <laughs> no, I, I asked you, do you know him? You said, yes, 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 I know everything. Now you're telling, you know, he's flip-flopping audience. <sighs> but anyway, <laughs> so the same chemical fell down the sewer and changed the turtles into mutants. Yes. Daredevil's main antagonist is a group of ninjas called The Hand. Okay. And the turtle's main antagonist is Shredder, who is the leader of the Foot Clan. <laughs> 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 Lastly, Daredevil's teacher and mentor was named Stick. Yeah. While the turtle's mentor is named Splinter. <laughs> right. The original run of comics were notable because they were drawn in black and white. Yeah. And the tone was extremely dark and gritty. Okay. The turtles would straight up murder people. Damn. <laughs> right. That's wild. <laughs> it was some hectic shit. <laughs> right. So, the 1987 animated TV series yeah. uh, ran for 10 seasons. Okay. It drastically changed the tone to be more kid-friendly by including jokes and general silliness, right? Yeah. Which is now how they are viewed in popular culture. Mm. They're viewed as like a comedic yeah. group, right? Yeah. And they're not viewed as serious and <laughs> yeah. wild murderers, yeah. Day, right? They're viewed as heroes. That, yeah. that, that's what I'm trying to say. And this... TV, this animated TV show is what did that. Yeah, I was going to say funded, but that's not the right word. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I've never watched this show, so I can't comment. Okay. Uh, however, in 2003, they created a reboot. Yes. Which I used to watch. Yeah. This is where the entirety of my knowledge about them comes from. Yeah. I remember it being fun and interesting, but... Uh, no, I found out now that the popular consensus is that the first series was way better. Okay. And this is a huge letdown in comparison. Huh. They rebooted it two more times after that in 2012 and 2018. Mm. But again, I watched neither of those. <laughs> so I can't offer an opinion. Uh, a fifth reboot was announced in July mm -hmm. and is a spin-off of the movie we're covering today. Nice. Unlike the previous TV series, which I had no comment on, uh... I know for a fact that I'll be watching this okay. <laughs> this new new series because I really enjoyed this movie. It's yeah. So. Uh, so, yes. Oh. So, in terms of movies, a hugely popular live-action version came out in 1990. 
mm. and is very highly regarded. Okay. So once again, I've never watched this. <laughs> right. And he was followed by two reportedly rubbish sequels. Okay. And again, I say reportedly because I've never seen it. Fair I enough. I can't. Uh, I don't have any opinions on any of these things, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, in 2007, a CGI version was released, and I definitely remember this movie coming out. Yeah. But again, I don't watch it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'm giving a lot of great context here, right? <laughs> you know, people are really. Taking this in, and they're getting a better view of the the Ninja Turtles in the context yes. section because of <laughs> because of my keen insights here. It's right. just at this time there was this thing. Yes, that's cool. Just random <laughs> random facts that are you know yes found on the internet. <sighs> Finally, a duology combining both live action and CGI elements came out in 2014 and 2016. Yes, these movies were produced by Michael Bay. Right. And unfortunately, once again, oh, no. <laughs> I haven't seen either of these movies. But okay, I but. will say that I have seen pictures of the turtles, <laughs> right? And they are unbelievably buff, right? They're like four incredible hulks. <laughs> yeah. Which I wrote that before I watched the the movie, where in this movie they compare themselves to the Hulk. Yeah. And they're not even that big in the no this animated <laughs> one that. Those I, Michael Bay ones, they are yeah. fucking. They are so big, dude. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right. I I did watch the 2016 one. Right. And it was like, yeah. Is that all from all the things I mentioned? Was that the And the TV series from Which TV series? 2003. All right. It was on TV. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As opposed to the movies or yeah. <laughs> or the radio. <laughs> yes, that TV series was on TV. I agree. <laughs> right. But anyway, <laughs> Uh then we have the topic of today's discussion. Okay. Which I have watched. Thank you. Oh, Thank nice. you. I should be applauded. Wow. I should be applauded. I would you clap, know? but I have a mic in my hand. All right. Well, you're not trying hard enough in <laughs> my opinion. You could have done more. <laughs> so the movie was directed by Jeff Rowe, mm. who I haven't heard about before. <laughs> right. But it's produced by Seth Rogen and his producing partner Evan Goldberg. Okay. So things that I've seen from them before. Preacher. Oh. Do you know what Preacher is? Yeah. I've definitely mentioned it to you before. Right? Yeah. I watched like the first two episodes. Jesus Christ. There were four seasons. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> But yes. Um it's a very weird and wacky mm. both comic and TV show. Yeah. Right. So you certain people may not find it funny or endearing, especially yeah. if you're religious, right? Yeah. But uh to me it tickled all my you know yeah the those, things i love right those two episodes i watched were a blast yes yeah, so truly uh i have very high regard for preacher mm. the yeah. next thing they did was the boys oh which <laughs> i i introduced i introduced to you yes you hadn't seen it and you were like sleeping over at our house yeah and i put it on for you and uh yeah yeah oh that was great it's so unbelievable bro yeah. the next show they did was invincible Okay. Have you heard of that? No. So it's an animated uh, superhero show. Okay. Uh Again, it's like a parody of uh well, it's similar to The Boys. It's a parody of traditional superhero right. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh but yeah, all very good stuff. Yeah. So, uh anytime I see their names on the thing, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, let's see what that's about. Okay. So and uh the next thing is the score was made by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. 
Okay. So do you know who they are? No. All right. So I know them from their collaborations with David Fincher. Mm. I believe they won best score for the social network at the... Wow. Uh, I was going to say Grammys. <laughs> the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. But don't quote me on that, right? Okay. And I know them from the Watchmen TV series. Okay. But apparently they are members of the band Nine Inch Nails. Oh. Which I don't know. I've never listened to. Oh. <laughs> Following the trend here, <laughs> I've never listened to one of their songs. Although I I have heard Hurt. Yes. Which sang by Johnny Cash, mm. which is their song. Yes. So I've heard the song, but I haven't heard them sing it ever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So that's the context for the movie. Now let's get into my thoughts. All right. Well, do you have any context? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm the unprepared one, but uh, <laughs> all right. Yes. So obviously a movie about strict parents holding on too hard. Yes. Which then causes the child to be sneaky and, you know, can get them into trouble. Yes. It's much better <laughs> to be open and, you know, mm. let your child explore things. Yeah. You know, and you like, I don't know, like watch out for them instead of being restrictive and then they try to do it anyway without your... It's kind of like guide them through it instead of not allowing them to go there. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like if they want to drink, maybe Mm. have them drink at your house. Yeah. So like they're not in public and something might happen when they're drunk. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get it yeah right right. whereas like if you ban your kid from drinking they may just go out one day and get drunk and something might happen to them yeah because they're not uh, they don't know how to handle themselves yes yeah that that kind of thing yeah right uh splinter is a weeaboo do you know what that is? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So for our listeners who don't know, a weeaboo is a mostly derogatory slang term for a Western person who is obsessed with Japanese culture, yeah. especially anime. Yes. Often regarding it as superior to all other cultures. Mm. So I think this guy is doing wild cultural <laughs> appropriation, right? Okay. Why does he have an accent? He's from New York. <laughs> he has a, like a, a, a vaguely Asian accent. Well, yes. he's voiced by Jackie Chan, who's from Hong Kong. Yes. But ninja stuff <laughs> is from Japan. Right? <laughs> so, for, and first of all, he's from New York. Yeah. So, <laughs> he, he's clearly doing an impression of, like, movies he's seen. Yes. So... I don't know. Maybe he's only watched Jackie Chan movies. Listen to me. Yes. I'm cancelling Splinter. <gasps> I'm, do- I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, oh, no. <laughs> I've got out the big cancel button and I'm pushing it. Splinter, I'm pushing, no. I'm, I'm pushing the cancel button. <laughs> People are... <laughs> they're getting a notification on their phone. <laughs> Everyone gets an SMS in the world. It says Splinter's cancelled. <laughs> right. Um... Uh, uh, so that's the first thing, right? Mm. Then I think there's quite a few parallels to draw with the first Spider-Verse movie. Okay. Right? Yeah. The first being the unorthodox animation style. Yeah. The director mentioned that he wanted it to look like concept art. Yeah. He said that it was inspired by sketches and how they tend to have exaggerated features, spikes, and random effect lines. Yeah. I really love this. Yeah. I enjoy seeing different types of animation styles and letting the director be creative. Yeah. You know, uh, 
as opposed to like you know the Disney movies all of them have like very similar uh, sorry, sorry, art not, styles uh, who did Frozen uh, I think it is Disney right yeah I'm pretty sure it's Disney yeah but yes Frozen Tangle they're all they're very similar yeah. right it's just I love to see weird, like you know last year I went through mm. Miyazaki's filmography yeah looking at hand drawn animation is oh. so it's it's uh, like I don't know you just like enjoy it more yeah <laughs> I can't really explain it more than that it like you can I don't know it's like there's more craft to it you know because you're doing it by hand you're not letting a computer yeah there's something about it imperfect uh, being imperfect that makes it seem so perfect yeah like we enjoy the imperfections yeah mm-hmm. it adds character yeah i think yeah right uh the second parallel is they both have a banging score and music oh, in general right oh yeah so yeah uh like i said the uh the the score the and like added so much atmosphere yeah right and i've mentioned this a lot before but i i never used to pay attention to, to the music in a movie yeah now it's like one of the most important things yes <laughs> to to me right uh like you know maybe if the writing of the movie is bad mm. the music can still make you feel what you're supposed to be feeling by yeah. the writing yes right because that's how powerful it is like uh music if you take notice amazing. of the sound mm. it's uh you know adds a lot to the experience i feel yeah right, right. uh so my favorite sequence of this yeah is when they're playing no diggity no diggity you know that song yeah. right it's when the turtles are trying to find out about superfly and they're going after the various oh that crime monsters right <gasps> yeah so that sequence the music used in that sequence was the best yes uh, i think the rest are like kind of here amiss but You know okay. that one is impeachable. That one is the yeah, <laughs> like uh, the cream of the crop, yeah. you know. Um I love the way they did that montage as well. Mm. Cuz I I yes, feel like well, I have mm. another point to get. Oh, uh, okay, I'll, no, you can speak. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I love the way I I feel like we don't see a lot of that kind of stuff where it's it's usually like they'll have like one crime boss and then they move on to the next one and then they like montage each one. Or like they have a fight scene for each one but i like that they montage the fight scenes together mm. for each boss it's a very cool little i don't want to say it's a new thing because it might be based off of something that i haven't yes, seen yes so i was going to mention that in my note right but mm. you see it a lot in live action okay where they like quickly cut between you know and they do like split screens where you see Mm. one person getting punched here another person getting punched here right. you know that kind of stuff okay. but it, you very rarely see in animation that's what yeah. i was going to mention okay that yeah. it, even though i think it would be easier to do in animation right yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> to get like the timing and stuff because you're drawing yeah right? but yeah uh again you you very rarely see it so yeah yeah i'm glad that they did this that you know the creativity of this movie it's so unique and uh, yeah which you know it's a weird thing to say yeah. <laughs> right where teenage mutant ninja turtles but yes yeah really enjoyed this right yeah um the next thing is mm-hmm. i love the interplay between the turtles oh yeah right i saw a youtube shot of seth rogan saying that instead of recording everyone one by one 
they mm-hmm. all recorded together to improvise dialogue. That's good. And it has a more natural feel to it. Yeah. Because they, you know, just kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Rogan is a collaborator with Judd Apatow. Yes. Do you know who that is? Uh, I've heard the name. All right. He made the forty-year-old virgin. Hmm. Uh, other movies yeah. <laughs> those other movies that he also he made, made he made a lot of uh, funny movies right okay but that's yeah. I think that's his most famous I don't know I'd have to check his filmography yeah. we'll do this in the cleanup next week yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Judd Apatow would like just get a bunch of comedians give them like the scene outline and then just let them riff yeah you know and they right like come up with like the funniest uh, possible jokes yeah right right uh but in this movie the comedians are the children yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like how kids sound yeah one of them ironically unironically said the word riz <laughs> in a sentence right <laughs> i know i've mentioned the word riz before yeah but i i was saying it ironically you know i was uh, mm-hmm. kind of making fun of it yeah i was like ooh does this person have the riz? <laughs> but they just again unironically said it with earnest. I was so shocked, <laughs> but yeah, I assume that's how children talk, right? Yeah. Well, the kids I tutor, you know, they're. I would say that they're a bit younger. Yeah, they're way younger. Yeah. But I was going to say they like from a poor area, mm. so they don't watch like internet videos and stuff yeah so they don't like speak like americans yeah so <laughs> they don't like that's not my experience with kids at all yeah but uh you know it just felt yeah. right <laughs> yeah. i don't know how to explain it right yeah yeah uh so yeah i already mentioned that the transitions in the no diggity scene yeah uh <clears throat> the next thing is like like in the middle of the movie mm. Donatello is a great driver yes. and he says it's based on playing a video game <laughs> which is the same plot of Gran Turismo <laughs> you know what parallel thinking is yes so, so like do you know the movie No Strings Attached yes No Strings Attached and fuck that other one. The other one. <laughs> those other people, yes. Like, there was one with Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman, and one with uh, Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. Oh, Friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits, yeah. right? They both had the same premise that, like, there were people in their 30s who were dating, but, uh, you know... Not really dating. No, no, no. Well, like, And then one of their friends, they would just have sex with them. Oh, yeah. Right? That, yes. that, that was the premise of both of them. Yes. Um... Uh, Two Pinocchio movies came out last year. Yeah. Um, uh, the one with Channing Tatum. Jump Street? No. He saves the White House. Uh, White House Down? And uh, Gerard Butler had the same. Oh, uh, Olympus Has Fallen. Yes, right. Yes, right. Those came out in the same year as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this weird thing where Hollywood just like. Two competing movies will have the same idea. (laughs) (laughs) And it's crazy that (laughs) it was Gran Turismo (laughs) and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had the same plot. Actually, slightly... How do I describe this? Like, a little bit more in-depth about this. Mm. He says he learnt it from Forza, 
which is the direct competitor to Gran Turismo. Wow. <laughs> so it's like a Coke and Pepsi yeah. situation. They've chosen their sides. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is like Bella vs I mean Edward vs Jacob yeah. <laughs> in the Twilight Saga. <laughs> Who will win? Forza and oh, the other one. Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. <laughs> we see which side you're on. <laughs> I just know because like uh football teams yeah. they say like forza oh yeah this that's what in that made me remind yeah okay. um, Fair enough. why does michelangelo have braces <laughs> you know there's a scene where like yeah. <laughs> and it's like yes that makes sense because he's a teen yes but the whole thing is that they don't trust you <laughs> so you know and then i started thinking about it i'm like did splinter do this, yeah. <laughs> this He's doing experiments on, on the kids. <laughs> he put in some weird metal that's been like uh, in the sewers for years. That guy's gonna get ginger vitus, bro. <laughs> his his gums are gonna be so fucked. So my kind of like thought process mm. to um, what's the word to like justify why he has braces is that. He had some really messed up teeth, obviously. And um, Splinter, from learning... You know, he learned just, uh, like, martial arts through videos and stuff. There's no videos of dentists. <laughs> you can't prove Come that. On now. <laughs> and it was a TV. It's not like it's YouTube or something. He was watching regular TV. <laughs> There's but, a, is there a dentist channel where they, <laughs> they teach you how to do d- dentist they, stuff? They could be. Stop the bullshit, man. <laughs> be serious. We don't know what could be included oh. in a DSTV subscription. There could be a dentistry channel. He's not on DSTV. He lives in America. <laughs> on a cable subscription. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, I, I still don't like it. <laughs> Splinter is abusing these kids. We, nobody's talking about this, bro. He's, uh, yeah. Uh, so the Splinter fight scene, yeah. which again... Uh, I read uh, a quote from Seth Rogen mm. that said he based the well not him he's not the animator yeah. <laughs> he was you know, that guy right but yeah. the the fighting style of of Splinter is based on Jackie Chan oh uh, movies okay you know and I saw that a lot mm. now do you remember a few months ago maybe Blank Check was covering Buster Keaton yeah right I do remember and I mentioned that Jackie Chan is a disciple of Buster Keaton yes you can see the physical comedy Mm. in Jackie Chan and by extension in this movie of Splinter the physical comedy that stems from Buster Keaton it's very cartoonish yeah so watching it in an actual cartoon (laughs) (laughs) is very fun like if you watch Looney Tunes and Buster Keaton movies, like, it's very similar. Okay. They, yeah. you know, like, it's something, like, kids can understand. It's like yeah. a guy falling over. Yeah. That's just, you know, inherently <laughs> funny, right? Um, yeah. Uh, I just thought it was an excellent flip on Splinter to hear his words being echoed by the villain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fly saying, hey, rat. Me and you are the same is it was just a bit too on the nose. Yeah. You know, like even the first thing saying the exact words back but with the you know, his voice zooms in. Yeah. That was already too much on the nose. Yeah. But then him saying that extra thing just left a 
a bad taste, you know. It's yeah. like, ah, we get it, you don't need to. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> again, okay, well, this is a kid's movie. Yeah. So maybe a kid won't understand. They forgot a, f- yeah. <laughs> a few a few minutes ago, when, you know, they said the original line. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you just want to reinforce the, the theme of the movie. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then a mutant Voltron happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just a bunch of mutants come together. I didn't like the villain. Okay. I thought he was just kind of, I don't know, he just talked in like, like rapper well like he's trying to be like a rapper he was voiced by ice cube yeah i understand that but the character is very like he's portrayed as like a gangster or like a stereotype of a gangster yeah right which uh i don't know why why did they choose that i don't know i i think they just wanted a badass to play the part and they decided to get ice cube and Ice Cube was like, I'm not going to do a voice. No, but I'm saying, theoretically, this guy should be Magneto. Uh, okay. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, the mutants in X-Men, yeah. they like facing, oh. they facing prejudice from humans. Right. Similarly to <laughs> what's <laughs> happening here, right? Yeah. And Magneto's solution is, we need to uh, enslave the humans. Yes. So, this guy should theoretically be that Magneto style, style person, you know, the extremist yeah. who takes it, you know, huh. too far. But yeah. I didn't feel that at all. Yeah. This guy just kind of goes mad. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's he's not a principal villain with a, a cohesive yeah. worldview. Yeah. He just turns big and, you know, starts wrecking. Yeah. It, it's something we mentioned in, oh, I don't know what it was, but we mentioned like, this person may have good points but then they go insane and then there's no point in them having good points because they're gone crazy yeah uh jeff bridges is his name jeff bridges i have no idea from iron man the first iron man obadiah stain yeah he also just goes mad for no reason yeah yes uh i've noticed that people just don't know how to end a movie yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah, I really thought the third act was very cookie cutter. Yeah. The first, like, two-thirds of the movie, I was so in, you know. I was like, "Yeah, this is great, bro. <laughs> this yeah. is, like, uh, I've been missing this, you know. Like, uh, yeah. like I said, it's it gave me the same feeling I, when I watched the first Spider-Verse. Yeah. Right? It. Uh, well, I didn't watch it in theaters, uh, mm. but I did watch this in theaters. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yes, uh, that third, I mean, the the last third of the movie is where it lost me. Okay. It just, yeah, very. <sighs> yeah. I, I don't know how to properly convey what I'm saying. Mm. It's just, I felt we've seen this way too much. Yeah. It's in Ghostbusters, the Stay Puft Marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. Marshmallow Man is just a, you know, Godzilla, which they directly reference. Yeah, but just because you reference it doesn't mean it's less of a shameless rip off, you know. Um, and then the well, have you you haven't said anything? I've well, do you want to say anything? I've got very similar points to you, so I'm just going along with what you're mm-hmm. saying and adding wherever. All right, I've got something extra. Well, I'm done. Well, oh. I'm not done. I have one more, but you. Okay, I like the gags. Yes, I was the- going to say. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> 
very funny movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my favorite joke yeah. is, you know, in the beginning where Splinter, he goes out into the world. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, it's a giant rat. <laughs> and some guy is like, no, it's just a guy in a rat. <laughs> yeah. And he touches him. He's like, oh, that was wrong. It's a rat. <laughs> that was a terrific joke. Bro. That made me burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it was also like and again like it mm-hmm. speaks to the interplay between the characters they were getting some zingers in on each other yeah like he's like all right batman yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. well yeah. they were making fun of leonardo for his crush on april yeah uh yeah there was um like when Splinter goes through their stuff and he's like, oh, you guys want to be humans? I'm having a human night. <laughs> and he says, say hi to Chris. And it's Chris Evans, Chris Pine, and yes. Chris Pratt. And yeah, he, he's taken, you know, speaking about taking sides in the Gran Turismo Forza. Yeah. <laughs> he took it uh, aside on the Chris, the Chris, you know. The Chris side. The Chris fight. Between who's the best Hollywood Chris? Oh. Is it Pine? Is it Evans? Is it Pratt? Is it Hemsworth? Okay. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? God damn it! Well, take take a side. No, take a side. I refuse. Take a side. <laughs> I will not. All right. Well, I think he's right. I like Pine a lot. Okay. It's Captain Kirk. Fair enough. And uh, he was in Dungeon Dragons. Yeah. That being said, oh. uh, okay, Chris Pratt is lost. I think we can agree on yeah. that. Hundred percent. He's a Pratt. <sighs> but anyway, it's the middle two. That's the. I like Captain America more than I like Thor. Oh. Hmm. I like Thor more than I like Captain America. Mm. But I also like Snowpiercer more than I like Jake Straction. Fair. So, I think Chris Evans 2, Hemsworth 3, Pratt 4. Although, I think we can get another Chris in and move Pratt to five. <laughs> Chris Sarandon, maybe. He's like 20 years older than the rest of them, but <laughs> we, we including him. We, we just, we're trying to knock Pratt further down. <laughs> we just bring in yeah. Luda, Chris. It's, yeah, it's uh, no top four for him. He's not going to the Champions League of Chris's. <laughs> the Champions League of Chris's. Yes, that was his local league of, of Chris's. And then, you know, the Worldwide League. Uh, but yes. Um, the last thing I want to say is the post credit scene introduces Shredder. Yeah. Which, uh, again, very, very Marvel. Yeah. The thing is, it's like, Marvel does this. Why does everyone else have to do this now? You know, it's... Yeah. You know, I've said many times Marvel has been a... Like, inspiration? Not a ruiner oh. <laughs> of cinema, right? And it's stuff like this. Okay. Uh, yeah. Where people are always just trying to do Marvel stuff to replicate. Mm. And, yeah, I don't think they needed the the, the sting at the end, you know. Chris yeah. Nolan made fun of this in Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it shouldn't be done anymore. Yeah. After he spoke about JFK. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, are we done here? Um, yeah, I would say so. All right. So now we would usually move on to a hugely popular third guy segment. Yeah. Right? Which we do every week. Yeah. But the third guy died. Oh. Well, 
the mind of the third guy it was my body that uh, yeah and by the way this new body that i'm in doesn't have a mustache oh uh, oh right oh yeah it doesn't right oh no and uh you know the third guy told me the story about yeah. the body so that's why i know okay right, right. <laughs> but uh, he was shaving the other day oh. and one side was uneven okay so he cut the other side mm. but then he was still uneven so he cut oh, the other no. side <laughs> and it became hitler <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> and this this happened to him when he was in high school so right. he didn't want to take the chance so he shaved the entire thing <laughs> <laughs> so there's no he'd rather be clean shaven than hitler right right so that is reasonable he's just waiting a few days to for it to grow back and i guess now me i'm waiting a few days for it to grow back right. but uh, <laughs> yes i'm currently mustacheless Yeah. You don't notice at all. No. Wow. That's fucked. I'm That's fucked. I'm sorry. Well, how often do you see my identical brother? <laughs> <laughs> well, weekly. Yeah. 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 But uh, I was saying, you know, aside from that. Yeah. You all don't hang out. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume the two of you are doing stuff without me. No. All right. I do more stuff with you than I do with him. Wow. Yeah. and we don't do anything. So <laughs> um yeah, so unfortunately uh that guy got chapped into my body. Yeah. So we can't do the segment. Yeah, so no yeah. third guy segment unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, that's okay. He, I I have his script right here in my hand but uh out of you know respect. respect. <laughs> <laughs> we should just <laughs> we should just skip this one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sounds good. Yes. So now there's a very long recommendation section. Okay. The fact of the matter is we've been gone for 2 weeks. That is So I've true. just been adding everything. <laughs> right. So first is the penultimate movie in the Park Chan-wook mini series called The Handmaiden. Okay. Have you heard of The Handmaiden? Uh yes, I think so. It is a hardcore 10. Okay. Quite easily one of the top 10, possibly top 5 movies of the 2010s. Damn. Okay. My friend has it as his number one movie in general. Wild. Yes, it's a very it's a insanely good movie. Okay. Right. Yeah. So watch the handmade. Okay. <laughs> right. And remember this is the guy who made Old Boy. Yeah. He topped Old Boy with <laughs> <laughs> the handmade. Damn. So, yeah. Damn. This guy's crazy. <laughs> he's I mean, his body of work yeah. is crazy. But also him. Yeah, well, <laughs> not crazy, just he's crazy good. Mm. That's what I yeah. yeah. <laughs> But anyway, the next movie I watched was The Fugitive. Okay. So, uh if you listen to movie discussions, yeah. Whenever someone wants to give an example of excellent acting, yeah. They cite Tommy Lee Jones in The The Fugitive. That they do, yeah. And if like, oh, do you know about this? Uh yeah. I think you've mentioned it. All right. <laughs> Maybe not on the pod, but you've mentioned it. Yes, but uh yeah, I spoke about it. Well, it was our grandfather's birthday last week. Yeah. And I was speaking about the future. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it like uh that, you know, just before I came there. It was like 2 weeks ago. But yeah. It wasn't 2 weeks ago. It must have been the week before last. Yeah. Which is Kishachamo. <laughs> All right. Um So he won best supporting actor for this role. Yeah. Now I've been meaning to watch it for a while because okay. like I said just for that performance. Yeah. Um if you recall a few episodes ago I mentioned that I watched the Tim Burton movie Dark Shadows. 
Yes. And Dark Shadows is based on a 1960s TV show. Yeah. Which made it feel very episodic. Yeah. But those episodes were very disjointed in that movie. Yeah. Similarly, The Fugitive is based on a 1960s TV show. Okay. Right? But the scenes are much better stitched together. Right. Okay. Right? It's, yeah. it, it flows into each other much better. Yeah. Then I, uh, even though, like, you know, like you can see hmm. there's episodic elements. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, this section is clearly done. Yeah. Then this section, then this section. But, you know, I just enjoyed it a lot more. <laughs> right? Fair and, you know, Harrison Ford is pretty good too. He's yeah. the titular favorite. Ah, right. Tommy Lee Jones is the supporting actor. No, he's the the sheriff that's chasing. Well, he's not a sheriff. He's just chasing him down. That's the right. He's the what's it? The antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. Because Harrison wife. Yeah, Harrison Ford didn't <laughs> kill his wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just said Harrison wife. <laughs> but yes, he was framed for killing his wife, mm. and he's on the run. Harrison wife didn't kill his Ford. Yes. Yes. But there's a great scene where he's like, I didn't kill my wife. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, uh, I don't think it was that amazing. Okay. Tommy Lee Jones' performance, I mean. Okay. It's it's a lot to do more with the writing of that character, more so than his performance. Okay. Uh, But yeah, I gave this movie a nine. That's, excellent, excellent movie. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. The next thing I watched is U.S. Marshals. Okay. Which is the spin-off mm-hmm. of The Fugitive oh. based on Tommy Lee Jones as a main character. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> that's how popular, I mean, how well-regarded his role was in The Fugitive. They made a spin-off just based <laughs> on <laughs> off the strength of that performance, right? Yeah. And uh, again, it's just about him... And his crew chasing down various... Bad guys. Yeah. Fugitives. Yes. And uh, I liked it a lot as well. People rubbish this movie. Obviously, Mm. because it's coming after such a great movie in the future. Yeah. But I liked it a lot. I gave it an 8. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty good. Yeah. Because, you know, he's still that character. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's pretty good. But it's just, you know, not as tight as the fugitive. Yeah. Um... Then I watched Dumbo. Oh. The 2019 version. Oh. Which is the Tim Burton, the last movie in the Tim Burton miniseries. Yeah. Um, I've kind of, I made a decision a while ago. Okay. Which was, I'm not going to watch any of the Disney live action remakes. Yeah. But. (laughs) (laughs) How'd that go for you? I watched this by mistake. Okay. I I knew it was Dumbo. I wasn't thinking about it as a. I thought it was an animated movie. Oh, that's why I, <laughs> I thought they redid it as an animated movie. Yeah, I didn't realize it was live action. Yeah. but I watched it. So this is the first live action Disney Dumb- movie, and uh, I didn't like it. That's well. Funny. I've seen the original Dumbo. Yeah, and this adds in some stuff because the original Dumbo is very short. Mm, this yeah. adds in a lot of stuff that I find interesting. Okay. But on the whole, I don't think it's good. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> right. Um, so this series started a few weeks ago, but I recently caught up. It's called My Adventures with Superman. Okay. It's a like baby show oh. for kids, right? 
right. to introduce them to the character of Superman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really have anything to say. <laughs> it's like I said, it's a baby show. Okay. It's just a little bit of fun. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, the premiere of the new and final season of Archer. Mm. Um, have you watched? I am currently working my way through Archer. So, like I mentioned it, I think, a couple weeks what ago. What season are you on? Five. I'm halfway through five. Wow. Yeah. I'm on my way. This is like season 14. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, but... Um, fuck, what's her name? I don't want to be disrespectful. Her name is Jessica something. Mallory. Well... Yes, she plays Mallory, right? Yeah, yes. But she she was the mother on Arrested Development. Yes. Uh, what did I say her name was? Jessica. Fuck, I can't remember. Well, I'll bring it up next week. Yeah. But she... Uh, passed away. Yeah, she passed away. Yeah. And she was an integral part of that show. I really miss Mallory. Yeah. Uh, they introduced a new character, but... That's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Adventure Time, Fiona and Cake. Mm. So it's a continuation of Adventure Time. Right. But it's just following Fiona and Cake. Ah. Do you know who that is? The princess. No. No, that's Princess Bubblegum. Yeah. Fiona? I know the name. So, the Ice King writes a fan fiction. Right. Of a, a gender-bent Finn and Jake. Yeah. Fiona <laughs> and Cake. Fiona and Cake. Yeah, right. And Fiona is a, a cat. Yeah. And... Okay. Uh, Fiona is a... Oh. Girl. Oh. Yes. Right? Cake is a cat. Cake is a cat. Fiona is a girl, yes. Which proves the theory, well, it's not a theory, it's a hard fact. Yes. That dogs are boys and girls are cats. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, cats are girls, dogs are boys. Yes. That's, you know, those are the two genders of animals, right? That's, everyone knows it, right? What about, like, the race? Well, it's a spectrum, you know? Ah, uh, yeah, okay. You're thinking in terms of the gender binary. Yeah. You know, I'm... Uh, in terms of the gender spectrum, then. Yeah. Ah, uh, got you. You see, I, I'm looking at it from above. You, you're only looking at what's in front of you. Yeah. Mm. I get you. Anyway, <laughs> then I watch Body Double. Okay. Which is Brian De Palma's take on Vertigo. Okay. Brian De Palma is a very big... Uh, Alfred Hitchcock fan right so this movie is both Vertigo and mm-hmm. Rear Window put together okay so this guy is a a pervert I see and he likes to spy on people right so he's watching this woman from a diff- like a close house mm. and he watches her being murdered oh so he's trying to solve the the case the case yeah okay. so very interesting movie I enjoyed it a whole lot Okay. I gave it a nine, but uh, I'm still thinking about it <laughs> and whether or not I should give it a ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I doubt like uh, a lot of people would like it. It's very mm. like set to my taste, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Uh, especially Vertigo. Fair well, enough. my favorite is North by Northwest, but I do like Vertigo more as a second. Okay. Anyway, yeah. the the next movie I watched was Decision to Leave. 
Hey. Which is the final movie in the Park Chan-wook miniseries. Yeah. And once again, this guy made Old Boy. Yes. And he outed himself and made The Handmaiden. Yes. And I believe he outed himself and made <laughs> <laughs> decision to leave. I truly believe this is his best work to date. Okay. And yeah. it's it's such an unbelievable movie. Okay. It's just so so unfortunate mm-hmm. that it happened to come out in the same year as Avatar the Way of Water yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> that was my number 2 movie of last year. Mm. And uh yeah. Yeah. Uh no, oh, so I should mention that's obviously a hard 10. Yeah. Right. <laughs> obviously. Go yeah. without saying but uh I should say it anyway. Right. Then I watched The Trial. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. Let me go back. Mm. I watched Touch of Evil. Okay. Which is a movie directed by Orson Welles. Okay. You know that is. No. He directed Citizen Kane. Oh. We mentioned yeah. <laughs> mentioned him a while ago, right? Yeah. Uh like so I've been meaning to watch more of his movies. Okay. So I watched Touch of Evil, <laughs> which people say is very underrated. Okay. And uh I didn't like it that much. Okay. It's very like competently made, but I just don't like the subject matter. Yeah. So I gave it a seven. That's fair. Um, then I watched the trial, which okay. is another Orson Welles uh, movie, mm. but based on the novel by Franz Kafka. Okay. It operates on dream logic, and Ooh. it's very like uh, <laughs> you know, again, like you're in a dream. Yeah. So, <laughs> like you know, weird things happen. Yeah. So it's a surreal movie, which I enjoy a lot. Yeah. Uh I gave it a 8. The okay. thing is it's like very slow in certain parts. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Then I watched The Wicker Man, mm. the 1970s one, not the remake. Okay. It's yeah. about a guy is investigating a murder on an island. Right. Of like these uh pagans. Okay. And uh you know they have a ceremony where they burn a big what's it called? Wicker man. A wicker man. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he's trying to solve the the case before the wicker man event. Oh, right. Uh cuz like he suspects that they're going to sacrifice her like she's going to be burnt with the with the wicker man. Yeah. So he believes that she's still alive just being held somewhere. Yeah, until they eventually burn her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The final movie I have here is The Day of the Jackal. Okay. It's uh I can't remember what movie this what year this movie came out in. Mm-hmm. But it's about a hitman trying to assassinate Charles de Gaulle. Oh. Which is a a real event that happened. Oh cool. Okay. But it reminded me a lot of JFK. Oh. Which uh is the movie detailing how JFK died. <laughs> <laughs> right. but uh it had that similar feel you know trying to assassinate a politician and mm. it was just like a a masterclass intention because okay. they they set up in the first 5 minutes that this this guy's an assassin mm. he's a pretty great assassin and he's going to attempt to kill Charles de Gaulle okay. and the te- the tension just ratchets you know and bulls and bulls yeah. and bulls and bulls and bulls and you know <laughs> you think it's found its peak and then it bulls yes, a little bit more yes. and yeah. he keeps going and then it's released in a very wonderful way. Okay. So, great movie. I give it a 9. Damn. That's pretty good. Well, I'm still deciding uh Okay. You know, yeah. but for now I have it as a 9. Mm. Uh yourself. 
I started watching Black Mirror in these past couple of weeks. So which ones have you watched? And spoiler alert for these because uh, again, they anthology, so yeah. If you want to speak about it, you know, yeah. you have to speak about the spoiler. Yeah. So which have you watched? Uh I've Okay, wait, hold on. Let me Can not remember the premise. I Just say the basic premise and I'll remember. Oh. So I've watched Jonah's Awful, which is oh, uh the new season. I thought you you were watching from the beginning, like season oh, one. I didn't realize that I started watching from season six. Although I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Because again, the anthology yeah. episodes. But yeah, uh, yeah. At I least. thought you watched from the beginning. But yes, what do you think about Jonah's Awful? I, I, <clears throat> I don't know. Like I, I quite enjoyed, uh, like the way. Okay, like massive spoiler alert here. I kind of... I really liked the way that they had the multiple dimensions. Like, I found that very cool, where it's like... Um, the different levels. Yeah, the levels. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that. The Michael Sarah cameo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember, but I think I... I that was my favorite of this. No, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, no, okay. And the second one you watched? Loch Henry. Well, that is my favorite one. Oh, right, okay, right. yeah. Very disturbing yeah. one. Yeah, it it's so creepy, mm. but it's a lot of fun. This is the thing. I usually see the twist coming, mm. and I didn't see this. Yeah. And in hindsight, it's, it was very obvious. Yeah. I was just... <laughs> yeah. You it's, know, it's one of those ones where you feel so silly because, you know, it, everything was right in front of you. Yeah. Um, it It's there, but you don't piece it together mm. until it happens. Mm. Yeah. Uh, next? No, that's it. That's... You said you watched three. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I thought I watched three. Jesus. Turns out I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, give a like, etc., Importantly, it needs to be a five-star review. It has to be. Well, hmm? the third guy died. <laughs> You're going to give it less than a five-star review. That's kind of yeah. fucked, you know? Yeah. Uh, In- I'm, I'm just going to say it. It feels like you're disrespecting his memory. Yeah. Like, you know... In memoriam of the third guy. The thing is... You have to. We need to remember the dead. Yeah. These people are acting like he was never really here. Yeah. You know? And I find that insulting. Yeah. So... Five stars. Yeah. Five it has stars. has to be. Come Otherwise, on. Otherwise, I'm going to cry. Well, I was going to cry anyway over the death of my <laughs> <laughs> identical brother, <laughs> twin brother, but uh, even more tears now because uh, you are disrespecting his death. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. Five star reviews and tell a friend because, uh, you know. Yeah. Just well, because, fuck's sakes. Yeah. Just because. <laughs> please. <laughs> anyway, please subscribe on Patreon to listen to our movie commentaries. Yeah. Although, for the past couple of weeks, it's just been TV commentaries. Yeah. Which, uh, much shorter, mm. which, uh... But I'm, still a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. I, I honestly believe they've been more fun than <laughs> <laughs> the movie commentaries. The thing is, like, uh, movie commentaries take too long. And like I said, uh, there's too much of a chance of it going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um... So you can find all our links at paysip.com. That's P-A-I-C-I-P.com. Yeah. Please tell a friend. Tell that friend to tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell literally everyone. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So, bye. Cheerio. R.I.P. The third guy.